Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by former Grizz football player, Ryan Featherston. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm living the dream, Mitch. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. So tell me a little bit about, you know, like what started your love of football? Um, You know, growing up in East Helena, uh, you know, we're a little backyard, backyard football. My parents have a pretty big yard and my mom ran a daycare. So every day we went outside and played some football. Um, to be honest with you, though, I thought I was going to be a wrestler in college. I really loved wrestling. And then as I got into the, about my sophomore, junior year in high school, I just football just I don't know. I, I've always loved football, but wrestling was my first love. I started getting better at football. I started getting bigger. I started getting faster. And I started really understanding the game. And um, I really loved it. And, and that's where I was like, and I didn't have to cut weight um, for wrestling, you know, for football. So I was, I could eat anything. So. For sure. So then, you know, I did read that you were a wrestler and a football player in high school. And so how did you coordinate the two to kind of coincide with each other? Cause they are kind of similar. Yeah. You know, one thing I, I credit is wrestling a lot is you create that individual drive. It's really you getting your hand raised, you know, football is a team, but then there's a lot of things on the side that you have to, as an individual have to do, you have to watch film, have to hit the weight room, you know, and you hold yourself to a standard. So I think with wrestling, it helped me create a habit and a routine of being, being an individual to push yourself. Um, you know, what was I going to say? I kind of forgot there. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, you know, you just have to, they're similar, but different, right? You'll lose as a team within football, but also you watch film and you have to be your own crit, worst critic, you know, wrestling, you are, you're criticized within the match. People are watching you and you could fail at the moment and they see you fail or you have that success. Um, and I think that, you know, and then also with, weight distribution I used to be able to throw people in Greco and freestyle and understanding when people were off balance and be able to snap them um I really credit you know feeling that having that feeling that natural instinct from wrestling you know and then translated it into football especially playing defense right, right. you know the tackling position is like taking a double leg there's a lot of like you said a lot of similarities so for sure for sure so then what was your recruitment process like to the University of Montana when you finally decided to go there? Um, you know, I was just telling someone about this as like my junior year, people kind of reached out and said, hey, you should go to these two camps, the Cats and the Grizz. And I did. And um, I, I balled out. I had a pretty decent junior year. Um, and then going into my senior year of being a big kid and somewhat fast, not super fast, but somewhat fast. And uh, just the understanding of the game and had a really good senior year. And during that whole time, the coaches really just caught, you know, keeping in contact with me, showing up, coming to my wrestling matches, um, coming over for dinner and talking to my parents. Um, it was fun. And then I got to take a recruiting trip, but I had already committed to the Grizz when I took my trip. So I was already going. So um, I made my decision at the CMR holiday wrestling tournament. I was, it was just kind of, I was ready to be done with it. And I kind of came out the last couple of weeks. I was like, I, I, I know what's best for me and what I, which way I want to go with it. So I kind of ended it in that sense. But yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. I had talked through some other colleges um, within the state. Carroll College is really top on my radar just because my relationship with Coach Van Deese and Coach Hallett. Right. Uh, both these telling the guys. And uh, 
we, you know, we went to Oregon football camp and we kicked butt down there, but it was just more just like walk on talk, you know, Montana, we were no social media was going on. So you couldn't <laughs> promote, you really couldn't promote yourself. It was DVD recordings that you're sending. And, um, that's one thing I was like, gosh, I wonder if you had the technology to today's time. I'm not saying I would not choose anybody over the Grizz, but could you have put yourself out there more? Um, and it's, it's amazing what these kids can do nowadays. So. Oh yeah. I mean, really the social media aspect and huddle and all those things have made it to where a kid from Montana can go anywhere. I mean, there's a kid from Great Falls High that I just interviewed that's going to Boston college. Yeah. I watched him. I went to the game just because I heard about it and I wanted to see this kid play, you know? Um, Yeah, no, it's interesting. And we've played with some awesome kids and you look through over the years with both the cats and the Grizz and some of the players, imagine what, it could have even done to those programs if they would have lost some of us. Yeah, no, for sure. That's, that's awesome. So, you know, what is the game day atmosphere like in Missoula as a player? Oh man, it's like a game day weekend because it's like Friday night when you're done with practice and we did all of our meetings and stuff and you're walking back to the parking lot. There's people already camped at like their trailers are there posted up, you know, and you, you kind of laugh and you go out to dinner and we used to go out like a couple of the DNs and us would all eat or the D line, or maybe you go out with your girlfriend during that time and you'd sit out and everyone's wearing their Grizz gear. You know why they're coming to town Yeah. and you're sitting there and uh, you're just, you know, your own normal in that life and trying to enjoy it. And then you do your whole process. And then the morning time, you know, just the, the, I love Montana's those cool mornings, those crisp fall mornings. Um, especially in Missoula, it's so beautiful and just going, you know, cafeteria to mass and just our whole process and walking out and as the stadium feels and then to when you come running out of the ta- uh, stadium. And a lot of people are like, you know, I've only been to a couple back games, so I've only experienced the tailgating, but that that was a blast from the two times that I've been there. So I've enjoyed that too. So. Oh, that's awesome. So um, what was your favorite memory of, playing in you know or playing as a grizzly um either in missoula or on the road there's a lot now uh i think all our conference championships you know like because i mean it's so hard because it, it was so fun we 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 didn't lose a lot of games when i was in college we were fortunate we had a we're not fortunate. We worked hard for it, but we had a, a really good record and you don't have to look it up, but I think I only had 10 losses in my career when I was there. And there's guys who were before me that only had like five losses. Um, I think Chan Schillinger only had four losses in his whole college career. Um, so I'm, you know, you'd have to check the numbers. I'm not a hundred percent, but we didn't lose a lot. So a lot of those memories are all kind of mixed because it's just each weekend built up on itself. I felt like one of my, um, young parts of my career in the James Madison semi-football game I caused a strip recovered the strip and we scored on that drive um that was a big push to get us in the you know in the national championship special teams because that was huge um but beating the cats I'm not gonna lie it's been always a always a great a great memory it doesn't matter who I interview cat or grizz beating the other is always a great memory <laughs> and it, 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 without a doubt because that's I mean that's what I love about Montana, right? We have no pro teams. There's, you know, we have cat and grizz and people who try to tell me, well, I'm, you know, I'm someone else. Okay. I get that. But 
if you can't choose between us, that's all right. But uh, I, I have, there's only one or the other in my mind. So <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, you mentioned that you played national championships with the Grizz. What were those atmospheres like? A little different because we were in Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Have you ever been in the South in the winter time? I've been in the South, but not in the winter. So it's like a, you know, and then I'm not saying this plays a factor. Chattanooga wasn't, in my opinion, and maybe other people have stuff. I mean, you're there for a national championship, so our time is very limited to what we could do. Um, it's such a random place to go, and it's so far from our fans. But our fan base was awesome and traveled and showed up. And it's not like Frisco, but I heard Frisco was cold this year or whatever. But it was cold. You know, it's frigid. It's uh, It wasn't, you know – the grass itself, the stadium is cool. It's old and the, the rocks, but my opinion, the FCS is being downplayed by TV and media. They should put us in the Alamo bowl, right. give us 60,000 people to fill up. We'll get 60,000 people to fill this stadium up, put it in a hub where people can go to easily. I really think we, I mean, Chattanooga was so, but once again, we're talking social media and TV and how much it's grown. And now you have ESPN plus, right? Right. Imagine if we had it during those times. Cause I mean, we were in heydays, you know, we were, we were good teams. There was a lot of good football teams back then and a lot of good, and we just, the coverage is what was the biggest thing. So the stadiums were weird. Um, we lost both games. I've had a really bad play against Richmond myself. Um, we practiced this quarterback HB back toss. We were in cup tan. I'm running with the QB. The dude catches it over my head for a touchdown. I'm a redshirt oh. freshman. But, I mean, you're the you're the hero or the loser in that situation, and I didn't get my job done, unfortunately. And uh, that's, I guess, your own responsibility. I mean, it's still – I mean, I think about it, and I, like, I'm going to change my life about it, but I'll admit it. I got burned on it. But also, I can admit defeat at times. I don't like defeat. I hate losing, but – Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a lot different now. And I mean, even in Frisco, it is pretty close to a metro area. So it's a little bit different than Chattanooga. I mean, we walked Chattanooga on our free night and everything was shut down. Um, I mean, like businesses, it wasn't like a street life. It wasn't like Nashville. How cool would it be in Nashville if we were playing the national championship? I mean, we were in little, I mean, Chattanooga was just, I mean, it, there was some area that was run down, not going anymore. And then there was other life, but it wasn't really spectating. So, or huh. outstanding. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah, I mean, I think with the fan bases of, you know, U of M, MSU, South Dakota state, obviously North Dakota state, they could easily fill a big stadium for. Oh, for the national I think we're underestimating. If you, and I, this is what I hear from the cats. A lot of them couldn't even get tickets to the game because NDSU's fan base bought them out. So how many people were standing outside the stadium I guarantee you there was probably 60,000 that even didn't even get into the game. Yeah. Why are we not, if they want to talk about finances, how are they not making like looking at that and saying, how can we not make more money? Mm-hmm. It's For big. Sure. We're, we're growing. We had, we lost and, and we've lost app state John, James Madison university. I mean, we should turn ourselves into a huge power. If you ever look at Andrew Schmidt on Twitter, uh, the uh -huh. US Twitter thing. He has this whole idea is called the summit league and you take the Missouri Valley and you take the big sky and you make like a, like a power five program. Like as you look at those power five conferences and then you just 
you play your own thing within that because you have enough fan base because those are two of the best programs. And you do have good programs in the South at times when they're having successful, but they're also, their numbers just don't compete to what, what we do. Right. But they lost James Madison. They lost app state. They lost dominion. They've, you know, they've lost programs Liberty because of over the years they made, you know, they've made so much money on it, but yeah, but that's my philosophy, I guess, in that sense. That's crazy. So being a defensive player, you've obviously had to defend some pretty tough players in your playing days. So who was the toughest for you to defend? I would think the most, I think one of the most impressive and toughest was Taiwan Jones from Eastern Washington University. I just remember we always trained these touchdown saving angles. And I remember him in the red, we were up 21, nothing. And they came back and beat us. I think 24, 21 with a field goal to win. But he hit this one on this corner. I took a touchdown saving angle, and I think all six of us on defense were taking touchdown saving angles. That dude ran by us so freaking fast. I've never seen anyone as fast as him. And then there was a kid from Sam Houston State that was pretty pretty um, equal speed, a little shifty, but Taiwan is probably one of the best I've ever seen. So, Man, you know, I'm a Raiders fan. I don't know if you can barely see the Raiders jersey in the background there. but uh... Raider Nation, let's go. <laughs> But when he was, I think, drafted by the Raiders, I was hoping he was going to be something good. He played some special teams and corner and, you know, kind of all around. But, yeah, no, I I wanted him to have some success. So, yeah, no, he was super good in college. And Eastern Washington is always a powerhouse of pumping out offensive weapons that can torch defenses. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and the Cats had Cody Kirk. He was an awesome one to play against. Yeah. I mean, we we played uh, Demarius Thomas at Portland State his one year that he played oh, football, okay. and then he goes and gets drafted by Denver too. You know, yeah. We played against this Villanova Matt Caesar, who then plays in the Major League Baseball for the Chicago Cubs. Um, their left tackle got drafted like first in the league that that year or something too. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was some crazy times. That's awesome. So now you're um doing an endeavor where you're involved with East Helena's new high school. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, see, I, uh, <clears throat> I was a teacher for 10 years and everything like that. And I do athletic director and I was involved within the Clancy school district and then um, made a little career change on some things and did some um, doing some different endeavors with insurance and uh, real estate and um, all that. And so I, uh, I want to be involved still within my community. You know, East Helena means a very, a lot to me. Uh, and the reason I say that is just because, you know, what I went through within my school and the education, what they provided for us, especially during tough times, Asarco shut down and a lot of our parents lost their jobs and the school is like the only one that really looked out for us. And we had sports, right? right. So um, my community has always been number one. They've always taken care of me and um, I just want to be more involved. And so my girls can go through there and, um, have all the, all the necessary things too, you know, and it, and we're new, we're brand new and people have to step up and it's, it's hard, you know, volunteering's hard and there's a lot of stuff you got to do throughout the day and setting aside a couple hours, of, you know, for a meeting is hard to do that and getting people to volunteer is hard and, um, and it's becoming even harder, right? I guess we're just having even more struggles. It's right. all around and, 
uh, is just trying to be step up and be a leader in that sense and help within my education. And I love athletics. I think athletics is key. Um, people rally around it. It makes a difference. You can come to our Friday night night lights. I mean, it's insane what we can put in already in class A, what we're doing, you know, and it's going to be nothing but get better for us. For sure. For sure. So my last question about the Grizz that I had forgotten what, and then I remembered as we were talking there, you had the honor of wearing the number 37. What did it mean to you to wear that number for the Grizz? Uh, I always tell this story. I was in uh, fourth grade, third or fourth grade, and my mom got me a Christmas present. And I, you know, being a bad kid, looked underneath the bed and found it, <laughs> pulled it out. And it was a 37 jersey because Andy Pedic and those guys, and, you know, we had Jason Krebo. So we had these Helena guys that were playing. And um, we didn't really have any ties. You know, my mom went to the cast for a little bit for school, and my dad didn't go anywhere. But um, overall, being a Grizz fan, just because a lot of those guys from Helena were going over there at the time and um I got a jersey my own jersey that said rhino on it that was my nickname back in the day and uh I just you know it's a goal I think a lot of Montana kids everyone if you choose to go to that direction that you want to play and hold that number and um it was super special that I was picked for it and I take you know with honor and try to do my best to continue to represent it off the field too so oh, that's awesome Ryan well hey I want to thank you so much for taking a little bit of your night to come on the podcast and talk about Grizz football and memory lane and now East Helena too. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. yeah, no, I appreciate it. Mitch, thanks for having me on. Of course. You have a great rest of your night. You too. Bye.